Welcome to Loans Elevated, the podcast that brings you the latest industry news, expert interviews, and insightful discussions that will help you stay ahead in this dynamic market. I'm your host, Brock Lassick, and I've spent years in the trenches of the mortgage industry, helping individuals and businesses navigate the complex landscape of real estate financing. I'm your co-host, TJ Heidenreich, and together we'll cover a wide range of topics from business strategies that skyrocket your success to mindset and motivation that fuel your growth. Welcome to our Q2 2023 market wrap. Light at the end of the tunnel, act now and forever hold your peace. If you're joining us for the first time, be sure to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. We want you to be among the first to receive our value-packed content every week. Now let's dive into the market update. To begin, we want to set the stage with what led to the current market conditions. Think back to 2020 through 2022. We all felt like we were traveling through a dark, scary tunnel with fear, doubt, and uncertainty. Inflation was roaring at its highest level in over 40 years. The Fed was and continues to play catch up against inflation. In fact, they increased the Fed funds rate at the quickest pace in history. This all led to mortgage rates increasing higher than we've seen in decades, tarnishing optimism and putting a pause on the U.S. real estate market, which ultimately led to the first drop in real estate prices in over 10 years. Fast forward to today, and we are finally seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. Now you can choose to see it this way, or you can focus on the ugly. Huge industry fallout, inflation and mortgage rates remaining stubbornly high, extremely tight housing inventory, creating affordability issues, and the looming recession. Falling for the ugly side can and will lead to burnout and lost opportunity. Alternatively, you can choose to see the light, which is an opportunity to increase market share and the quality of industry professionals, Rates have likely already peaked. Home prices are already going back up. There's returning and increasing home buyer demand. And Utah's economy is stronger than ever. It might surprise you to hear us say that home prices are already going back up, but check out this graph. This shows the S&P Case-Shiller Index, which demonstrates the total value of all U.S. real estate, not influenced by volatile sales data. You can see the peak in prices, which occurred in summer of 2022. Then we saw a dip triggered by the rapid rise of mortgage rates, which bottomed out in late 22 or early 2023, only coming down 5.2%. The chronic housing supply shortages and renewed homebuyer optimism quickly pushed prices back up, with real estate data giant Black Knight identifying that 30 out of the 50 largest U.S. markets have already eclipsed their peaks from 2022. We get it. The past 18 months have not been fun. And the fact is, the next 6 to 12 months likely won't be either. But rest assured... There is massive opportunity following a downturn. Check out this chart. You can see at the top a large decline in home sales from 2021 to 2022, and at the bottom in red, a projection of another huge drop in 2023. This would equate to almost 2 million fewer home sales since 2021. So why is this a positive thing? Just look at this next chart. The trends from 2009 and 2010 are similar to those of 2022 and 2023. And once things bottomed out in 2010, we saw a huge increase in home sales for nearly 10 years following that downturn. Shifting gears, we want to dive into what we expected throughout this year. Inflation to drop rapidly, unemployment levels to increase, and recession alarms to become louder and louder. All of this would lead to a significant drop in mortgage rates. In a perfect world, it would have gone exactly that way. Unfortunately, we had some headwinds that no one could predict. Bank failures. They were forced to panic sell their assets. This included mortgage-backed securities, which control mortgage rates. This flooded the market, 
causing prices to fall and the corresponding rates to spike. With rising rates, many bank customers shifted their money into money market accounts. This allows them to take advantage of more stable, less risky returns on their cash, which worsened liquidity issues for the banks. As money market accounts cannot be leveraged into other investments as checking and savings accounts can. This forced banks to sell and liquidate even more mortgage-backed securities, which spiked rates even further. Next, with the Fed's historic rate hikes, foreign central banks, in other words, other countries' version of the U.S. Fed, were forced to play catch-up, raising their rates as well. At times, this created more compelling investments versus U.S. bonds, which created competition and caused further selling of mortgage-backed securities in the U.S. in order to free up cash to invest into these foreign bonds. Last but not least, politics. We all painfully remember the most recent debt ceiling issues, which led to the first U.S. credit downgrade in over 10 years. Additionally, employment data appears to be consistently improving. This appears to be politically influenced or skewed, but only time will tell. We're all wondering the same thing. Will there be a recession? And if so, when? Here are some potential leading indicators that we're paying attention to. First, unemployment rate spiking. Based on historical data, Recessions hit when unemployment hits its lowest levels, then spikes up, not when unemployment is already running high. Next, inflation readings remain artificially high due to lagging shelter data, which in the case of CPI inflation accounts for more than 40% of the reading. Some economists estimate that real-time readings could be as low as 1%, not the 3.2% as of the most recent data published by the Fed. This is important because the Fed continues hammering the economy with rate hikes without recognizing this lag. This will likely lead to the Fed overdoing their efforts, not accomplishing their goal of a soft landing, and ultimately crushing the economy. Also, there is a looming consumer debt crisis. We'll dive into more data on this in future slides, but one important factor is student loan payments taking effect again on September 1st. Most of these borrowers counted their chickens before they hatched, and adjusted their spending habits, assuming these loans would be forgiven. With repayments kicking in soon, this will suck money out of the economy and put us closer to a recession. In addition to this, there is also a looming commercial, real estate, and debt crisis. Again, we'll dive into more data on this in future slides, but this could be a 2008-level economic disruption. We don't expect this to negatively impact residential real estate and American families the same way 2008 did, but we do expect some extreme turmoil in commercial real estate and investment firms. All of this could ultimately lead to a quick reversal in the Fed's actions, resulting in rate cuts and economic repair. Here's what we're referring to when we say there's a looming consumer debt crisis. The red line represents the total balance of all U.S. revolving debt. The blue dots represent the average interest rate on the revolving debt. First, I want to point out the huge decline in 2020. Because of the government stimulus checks to U.S. families and the positive student loan payments, we saw a significant reduction in revolving debt. This was awesome. Or was it? Unfortunately, instead of recognizing this for what it was, a temporary relief plan to financially assist us through the pandemic, the U.S. consumer foolishly increased their spending habits as if it were a permanent relief plan. This has led to the sharpest increase in consumer credit we've ever seen, now breaking above a historic level of over $1 trillion in credit card debt alone. This brings total household non-mortgage debt to over $5 trillion. On top of balances hitting an all-time high, interest rates have also hit levels higher than we have seen in modern history. Average credit card rates are sitting at nearly 25%. To us, this seems like a fragile house of cards. Now let's dive into the concerns we see in the commercial real estate world. This first chart shows the amount of loans taken for commercial construction and land development. There was almost $100 billion in just two years from 2021 to 2023. 
These projects were underwritten and leveraged based on super low interest rates, which enabled much higher loan-to-value ratios without accounting for the risk of rates spiking and debt payments becoming much more expensive. Unfortunately, as we know, rates have spiked tremendously. With all this debt being temporary, construction-only debt, these borrowers are required to refinance to current market rates within two to three years. This leads into the next chart. Check out the spike in delinquencies on commercial real estate loans this year. As you can see, a spike like this is a leading indicator of recessions, which are shown as the shaded areas on the graph. This year's spike is a result of what I just mentioned. These loans are required to be refinanced to long-term debt at current mortgage rates which is putting projects in a negative cash flow position, forcing developers to pay millions in unexpected upfront payments to reduce the loan amount for long-term financing approval. In the end, this is bankrupting developers and commercial real estate investors, and this is only the beginning. Are you sick with charts yet? Well, stay focused. You'll want to pay attention to this one. The chart shows the Fed funds rate in blue, tracked from 1954 to present day. As a reminder, the shaded areas represent a recession. It is pretty obvious that the Fed's actions today will lead to recession soon. Since every time in the past, going back to 1954, Fed rate hikes of this magnitude have led to a recession. By now, you're probably asking yourself, how do I win in this market? If this information scares you, just remember the quote from the greatest investor of all time, Mr. Warren Buffett. He says, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. In control of our emotions, information equals power and can be used to our advantage. Despite high mortgage rates and uncertain times ahead, you can win by investing in real estate. Many are hesitating on purchasing their first home, upgrading their current home, or acquiring another investment property, and they think waiting is the answer. This chart shows otherwise. Look at the costs you face by waiting six months, 12 months, or even two or three years. In just six months, you stand to lose over $11,000. That's almost $2,000 every month you wait. And that is assuming rates fall by one full percentage point in that six-month period. Waiting three years results in over 76000 lost, which is over $2,000 per month. And don't let doubts talk you out of believing this information. We have calculated these numbers using very conservative 60-year averages of home price appreciation, which is much lower than current and recent trends. If you're a renter, imagine adding $2,000 to your monthly rent payment. That's the exact same thing as waiting to buy a home. If I told you that higher mortgage rates were a good thing, you'd probably think I lost my mind. But it's true. There are some silver linings that very few people are thinking about, but can help you win in this market. First, there are potential income tax savings. We show an example here that results in as much as $212 extra in your pocket every month, which can ultimately be used to make the payments more affordable or give you the ability to spend as much as $35,000 more on a home with the same income. In addition, the high rates are pulling many buyers out of the market, giving the savvy buyers more leverage to take advantage of a few things. One, seller concessions. These concessions could be used to reduce the price of the home or get the seller to pay your closing costs. Two, creative loan options, such as temporary rate buy-downs, like a 2-1 buy-down, and mortgage lenders offering grants, like cross-country mortgages, $4,000 first-time homebuyer grant, or even a free refinance if and when mortgage rates fall like cross-country mortgages, buy now, refinance later program. All of this is powerful because unlike low mortgage rates that are bound to be lost in a refinance and or sale, these savings can never be lost. Winning with real estate in this market or at any time boils down to the age-old adage, 
time in the market, not timing the market. You must recognize that you win in real estate by investing over the long run. And real estate is not a get-rich-quick scheme. So why is this the case now? And why will it continue to be the case into the future? It is the simple concept of supply and demand. This chart shows exactly why real estate has and continues to go up in value year after year. What this chart represents is the total number of homes for sale in Utah over the past 20 years. What do you see? There is a clear and long-term trend of fewer homes hitting the market each year, underscoring our systemic housing shortage problem and cementing continued increase in home values into the future. Some reports estimate that it could take 7 to 10 consecutive years of building 20% more homes than home builders have ever completed in a single year to solve this housing shortage. As if the chart we just showed you isn't alarming enough, check out these facts. Per James Wood of the Kemsey Gardner Institute, as of 2021, Utah was already short 31,000 homes for the demand at that time. Add to this that since that time, we have seen a trend of 10,000 new families migrating to Utah every year after accounting for the families moving out. We also have approximately 19,000 new households formed every year because of our aging population. Now, add to this the pent-up demand sitting on the sidelines waiting for rates to fall. We estimate that this will result in 50,000 more home buyers for every 1% drop in mortgage rates. So, to summarize, if we saw interest rates fall by 1% this year, this shortage could increase by as much as 80,000 homes. And unfortunately, economic conditions are causing home builders to build fewer homes, not more as we said we needed, with new building permits down as much as 20% year over year. We hope that it's as clear to you as it is to us that there's an economic storm heading our way. This should not paralyze you in fear, but inspire you to get proactive and capitalize on the opportunities that it brings. Thank you for investing your time with us. Do us a favor. Be sure to comment your thoughts on the market down below. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe so you and your friends don't miss any of our mortgage, real estate, and business-related content. Thank you for tuning in. For more industry insights, follow us on all platforms at Loans Elevated. And to get in touch with our team, Call or text 801-713-4000 or visit loanselevated.com.